1: Faith
2: Welcome back to another broadcast of Living the Faith. This is Ben, Joe, and Mike. Today we're going to be talking about one of the most underrated topics uh, in conversation today, and that is simply the topic of the family meal. Mm. Um, it's, it's 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 something that's kind of ignored by modern culture, but I think that there is, and we've certainly had this conversation before. But the importance of sitting down as a family and sharing a meal that has been well prepared, that nourishes the body, and then is um, encourages conversation amongst the family, um, is, is something that's very important. Uh, And and certainly that concept of a shared meal that encourages conversation is something that's completely ignored by modern culture. And so it's kind of in that context that I want to talk about food and its importance and its role in Catholic culture. So Joe, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the importance of uh, the scheduling of the family meal?
0: So I think one thing that is very important about a family meal is the time it has obviously has to be a reasonable amount a reasonable time to have a family meal and oftentimes i think it's most convenient at least to have one meal a day at a regular time and often i think that is dinner for most people that people's days end at a at a, at a certain general time and then the family can have a certain expectation of that time to have that meal. So, so dinner is a really easy one to start with, right? Yeah. Um, when you're talking about dinner, that should be at a set time every single day. There should be a regular that, that that provides a rhythm. It provides a schedule around that time that you can easily
2: set, those men who are in the workplace, and that time could be different depending on Absolutely. the family schedule. Certainly, and Absolutely. which, which is typically when the father gets home from work. It's going to be contingent upon that schedule. Absolutely, yeah. So, obviously, it's important to schedule a particular time, and that is so that everyone in the family can participate. That everyone is there uh, to participate, but it's not just about scheduling. So the family meal is not just about having a set time every day that the family is together. And I think that this point is really fundamental and you guys can, you guys can call me on it if you think I'm making a mountain out of a molehill, But I think that I'm um, obviously the example of our Lord uh, in the last supper, you know, he, he took that and elevated what we have as an example of a meal and elevated that last supper into what we call the now the institution of the blessed sacrament. We're not, when we look at something as simple in our modern minds, look at it as simple, but it's incredibly complex as dining, we're looking at something that, well, primarily of course gives nourishment to the body, but also facilitates conversation. And when we look at conversation from a Catholic perspective, we're really looking at charity because of course, charity is the love of neighbor in light of the love of God. And we're sharing something with the family that, uh, is dictated by charity. And that's something that happens on a regular basis and something that's reinforced by the schedule of the family. And so it, it transcends what the modern man may, may really reduce to something that is just purely perfunctory. You know, it's fast food. It's something I pick up on the way home from work, something that I can microwave. It's something that I can heat up in the oven. And, um, Hey, we, we we've all microwaved meals. We've all, you know, been in college. We've all gotten by with ramen. But we're not talking about uh, the average. We're talking about a goal, and it's certainly something that I have benefited from. And that's why I kind of thought that this was an important conversation to have. Um, there are certain times throughout the day where you have the opportunity to exercise charity with those that are close to you, and that's primarily done through conversation. And you show that by care of the people who are around you and you ask them about your day, about their day and you engage in conversation, you exchange information and uh, you show that you're interested in what they're doing without conversation. uh, You really don't have the opportunity for, for charity. And I think you guys will agree that there's, there are certain times, there are certain circumstances that can be utilized in a family environment that, really facilitates this conversation. And without it, this conversation wouldn't take place. But when the family is together in one location, even if that family is husband and wife and a two-year-old, you can still sit down, have a moment of breath, enjoy food that has been prepared out of love for each other, and have a conversation between the two shared by the enjoyment of the food that's being exchanged, the food that's being enjoyed. And uh, that type of moment doesn't exist outside of out of dining
1: yeah i mean i just i want to jump in on what you said i I think that there's almost this dichotomy here in america where you've got um you've got the very utilitarian meal where it's it is fast it's whatever can be prepared or, or whatever but also there's this kind of subculture of like you know foodies and and within hipsterville and whatnot and people who appreciate food, but they're not necessarily doing so in the context of a family meal. Great example. So I think a lot of us are victims of kind of like
2: the nineties casserole mentality. And I've I've had this conversation a number of times um, where the intricacy of food And the and the and the natural elements of flavor that are used and the recipes that are traditional that have been passed down from generation. Um, it's kind of something that's that's very recently enjoying kind of a resurgence. But this is simply, you know, on the natural level, on the, on the enjoyment of the food that's being discussed. When we talk about food in this podcast, we're not talking about food. As food, we're talking about food as a means by which something greater can be achieved. And that is a shared sense of community under the impetus of charity. And this is something that every family must have. And in fact, every family must renew on a daily basis if it's going to progress.
0: The beautiful thing about a meal is is that of all the functions that you have during a day, as human beings, it is one of those events where all, the, all of your senses are engaged. You smell the food. You feel the utensils and what is, what is around you in, in the texture of the food, etc. You can see the beautiful presentation of a meal. You're having a conversation with people. In, in that regard and you're engaging in your fam- with your family in that regard and they're all subconsciously of course engaging in these 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 senses they can communicate from person to person how their their experience
2: and of, of the day okay so excellent example so okay. Exactly, so looking at the family meal as a living expression of charity, okay, so the family is gathered, the mother has prepared a meal, whether it's in separate courses you know depending on the upon the the uh, the means of the family whether it's just one course or whether it's several, it doesn't matter the the mother has taken care to produce something for the family to the best of the family's abilities, and she has prepared it. And she has served it at the right time to everyone there at the family. And she's done this out of love for the family. And it's, it, it, it is what it is um, as a result of the love that the mother has for the family. And even if there was no conversation, that act of preparation that went into the food that the children are eating is an expression of love, is an expression of charity. And, and that's why uh, this is so important, because it really boils down to the expression of charity. You know, we can talk about a mother preparing food for her family. We can talk about a host preparing food for his guests. We can talk about Christ and preparing the food of Passover for his fellow apostles. And we can talk about the holy sacrifice of the mass. But there's a reason that Christ knew that this format was capable of being elevated into something that was greater than what it was, which is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. And there was a reason that he knew that bread could be elevated into the body of Christ and that wine could be elevated into the blood of Christ because there was something that already existed in the nature of these things, that the nourishment that was given to the body was something that could be elevated into a nourishment that could be provided for the soul. And there is is an actual natural level grace that exists in the expression of charity that is done. When you invite guests over to your home, the amount of effort that you put into the food that you provide and the table setting that you create and the atmosphere that you create is an expression of love that you have for your neighbor, for the guests that you have. And this is so incredibly crucial to the Catholic life.
0: It really is. And I think it's often something that is lost, too. There are so many wonderful mothers out there that go through several hours of preparation for this meal, that they want it to taste good, they want it to be an experience. I think that this is something, particularly in the feminine, that is found in this uh, aspect of charity, that they desire this beauty and this this goodness and this charity towards their family, that it's going to be a, a meal that the family enjoys. And I think that the appreciation for that is very lost. You know, a father comes home at the end of the day, he's tired, he's exhausted, he's he's dealt with the world in, in this regard, and, you know, he plops himself down, as, as I often do, and just puts food in his mouth and whatnot and, you know, chats quickly with the children and then, you know, that's... That that can be it. That it's often a situation that we can find ourselves in as fathers. But to realize that appreciation that you're talking about, Ben, th- this is th- the beautiful thing about charity is it, it is a two way street. We appreciate the things that that the women bring to the table in this thoughtfulness that they that that is an eight inside of them to bring that beautiful, wonderful, tasteful meal to the table. This is, this is extremely important, and, and
2: here, again, it's a two-way street. Right, and here's the deeper reality, right? So, of course, we have food that is absolutely necessary for the survival of our bodies, and, and that is what the mother of the family is providing. But that food is providing an atmosphere which allows us to converse. So we, we've we nourished the body, we've relaxed, we, we, we feel like we are, in some sense, satiated, and we can then share um, conversation with the family. And this is something that, that can simply not be underestimated. Um, and it, it certainly is something that is not commonly shared in the modern family because the time is never taken and the time is certainly never shared.
1: And if this happens at the end of the day, if this is the dinner course, then quite often it's the family reuniting after being disparate for a while. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you have yeah. children who are attending school, and maybe they're in high school and you've got some in middle school or whatever. They're at different schools and dad's at work. And, you know, potentially mom's doing whatever mom is doing, which could be a professional thing. It could be homemaking, whatever it is. Everyone's coming back together. It's a reunification of the family. And it's a, hey, tell me what you experienced today. What did you learn Today? What did you hear today that excited you? I'm so glad you said that, Mike, because this is where
2: the younger members of the family learn to communicate, whether it's what they're feeling, it's what they've experienced, it's what they know, and then in turn receive feedback or conversation from the family, the rest of the family members, whether it's their parents or whether it's their older siblings or whether it's their younger siblings. But this is literally, this is the continuity. This is the conversation of the family. And, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, wax poetical, but this is the same conversation that families have carried on for generations and generations. The older siblings and the parents of the family continue having the conversation that they've had for generations. We talk about life, We talk about the value
1: of life. We talk about the value of the daily sacrifice. All these things are very important. So a couple things on that. Um, We had recently, I mean, within the last couple of years, implemented a rule. You are bombarded by the technology of the day. It's hard to find a moment of silence with the family. And we have, um, and I didn't come up with this. My wife did, but this is a great rule. No electronics at the table. No cell phones. You don't answer it. If someone calls, it. you can call them back.
2: I'm so glad you said that, Mike, because if they're not sitting at the table with you, at that moment, they're not as important as the people who are sharing the meal with you at that moment. That's why they're there with you at that moment, especially when it comes to a family setting. And I'm not even talking about in, 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 you know, in future times when the kids grow up and they're at college and they're with friends and and they're in a setting, you know, that's different from the family setting. Still, they learn the importance of human interaction here at the family dinner table. And if everyone's on their cell phone, there's nothing more degrading to human interaction especially at a time that's been specially appointed that in fact facilitates human interaction. If you choose to, you know, interact with your cell phone over the people that are there with you now. There's
1: nothing more lamentable than, you know, you go out to eat and you see these families who everybody is on a device. You're at a restaurant and a family is sitting together and everybody's looking down at a device. Or worse, Mike, you take away the devices and they have nothing to talk
2: about. Because yeah. they've never conversed right.
1: before. Right.
2: Their family, the the father and the mother have never set it set rules aside saying, Listen, this is when we're gonna talk to each other. And if you don't, you know, if you don't set the expectation for your children to communicate with you in these times, why would you expect to communicate with you at later times? And this is a
1: golden opportunity to talk to your children too. It's a fleeting time. They grow up fast and they're gone. And this is an opportunity to impart on them knowledge that you have about the faith or about practical things, professional things that you're encountering. Yeah, human relationships.
2: You know, one thing that astounds me is the inability of sometimes when I when I, when I talk to people or when I'm sitting down with a meal, uh, the inability of people to express themselves in a conversation without constantly being interrupted by media, whether it's on their phone or whether it's you know on their computer. Um, it's something that we all You know, kind of expect, uh, but it's really something that we should control and mitigate and separate from those important moments in our day to day lives.
0: Well, and it's a air quotes sin against charity. Again, I would not
2: even say air quotes. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, that's fair. I mean, with regards to this is a charitable work of this having me Right, having yeah, the a meal. mother's
2: already expressing the charity and preparing exactly. the meal. Exactly, right. Yep. So
0: that's that's to be, as, as it's a Catholic duty in, in that regard, regardless of whether or not it's offered. Of course. But a, a reciprocation to, towards that. You know, we talk about in the South, Absolutely. you know, mama's cooking. You know, this is an experience. This is something that the mother is giving to her family that they will remember, again, as that thing that mother did for us and you're on your device you don't have the charity to look up and say thanks for a beautiful meal mother how was your day thank you for spending hours in the kitchen getting this ready for me how was your day you know it, or to your father who's been at work all day financing this meal that the mother has prepared to be like hey Thank you so much, Father,
2: for this wonderful meal. Thank I'm, you, my parents. I'm so glad you brought that up, Joseph, because and, and this is why the family meal is such a beautiful expression of familial charity. The father finances the meal, the mother cooks and prepares the meal, and the children enjoy the sacrifice that their parents have made so that they themselves can be nourished by this food. And adding to that, if a child, the the,
0: the child uh, is a representation. Of the love between spouses, it's it's a triune experience that you have with the meal. If 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 the children are an expression of the love between the parents in a very real manner, their participation in this meal is is warranted, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and we as Catholics, you know, we we really do understand the symbolism of our everyday experiences, we understand the symbolism of the liturgy of the mass. We understand the the symbolism of, of living the liturgical year and in the family meal, we can see the Trinity, as you're saying, Joe play out. Um, And, 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 and even more than that, we can see the Holy family being played Mm -hmm. out because God has given us the graces, the resources to prepare the meal. And yet he has entrusted into our Holy mother, our lady to distribute those graces. She's the mediatrix of all graces. And so, and yet he has, he has, he has merited all those graces and he has given them to her to distribute to us, the children. Can you imagine
0: being present at a meal in the Holy family? just to be a fly on the wall in that conversation of Christ God as the son of man also between uh, the, in the presence of St. Joseph and our lady, can you imagine a single distraction that any one of them, uh, Christ as the son uh, of our lady, and in front of his foster father not paying attention to what his foster father was saying or what his, or what our blessed mother was saying, our lady and St. Joseph, we have God at our table and, and, and not hanging on to every word that comes out of his mouth. I mean, in each circumstance, the, the, the beautiful desire to, want to interact and understand what that person is about.
2: Okay. Yeah. So obviously we have the perfect example with the Holy family and some people may be rolling their eyes saying, well, I, <laughs> how do we measure I'm not the holy family. <laughs> How do we measure up to the Holy family? Right. Thank you so much for making right. that the yeah. example and the ideal. Yeah. Great I show, didn't guys. make it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make it. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, no. So obviously we're, we're talking, we're talking about um, um, an ideal that's been established, and then we're talking about trying to achieve that ideal. But uh, there's a reason that ideal exists, and there's, a, there's an economy in that ideal. So we're talking about the parents, and we're talking about the children. There is a very specific time when the children can observe and learn and mature under the influence of conversation of the parents. And this is one of those times. And there's nothing more beautiful when a father of a family thanks the mother of a family for having prepared the meal. And even though everyone in the family recognizes that the father is the one that actually made it possible for that meal to exist, it's the mother that made the that meal beautiful. It's the mother that pre- actually prepared that meal for the family. And it's this conversation that the children predicate their experiences on and their relationships on in the future. When you're when you're looking for a spouse, and you're and you're and you're dating or you're courting, uh, this type of conversation is what you're looking for. You know, when you give the example of a a relationship, when of a of a family of a married couple to your children. This is the
1: example that they predicate future relationships on. And, and, if you, it, and, and do you want to be the frantic family that can't come together or that microwaves, you know, TV dinners because your time is so short and your priorities are, you know, entertainment exactly. and television? Are, are you
2: sharing a TV episode of the latest sitcom or are you sharing conversation and this is this is literally what you're training your children to expect in their future relationships. Is it going to have the depth of gratitude and sincerity and sacrifice that is shared between a husband and a wife—one who provides and one who creates—out of as a result of that providing, or is it simply the, the shared experience of a, of a
1: TV sitcom or a relationship that's dictated by dictated by modern society? I, I want to touch on something you said, Ben, earlier about how the the great lengths that we go to when we have guests coming when we w- when we prepare the table for a guest oftentimes it looks much different than when we prepare the table quote unquote <laughs> merely for our own for our own family so true but um, it's human. let's think about this for a second i mean the act of eating is a is a pretty intimate activity I mean it is only it is only human beings that that can be said to fall short of being of their nature of being human. You never look at a cat behaving in a way that you say that you wouldn't call catty. You never look at a dog and say well he's not being doggy, but yet when you look at a human being you can actually say that that human being is not behaving like a human he's behaving like an animal.
2: I love that example Mike and and there's, and there's a great example that, that lies on top of that example, and that is Thomas More in his Utopia said that we should make the utensils of our daily life out of gold because it's the daily life routine that actually makes up the value of our lives. And so if it's about utensils that we use in our daily meals or if it's bowls that we use to drink out of or cups, we use to drink out of, they should be made out of gold because these things accumulate to the value of that our life has at the end of our life, because it's the things that we do on a day-to-day basis.
1: This is an aspirational standard, but if we were to prepare the table in such a way every day so that there would be it would be indistinguishable as to whether or not we had guests arriving or not, that decorum, that courtesy, would communicate to the children... And to the spouses, the importance of the event, of the occasion. And it would really dignify the what could be a, a rather barbarian act of feeding your face.
2: Exactly. Okay, so this is, this is the point, right? And this is, this is Catholicism across the board for all of society. It's taking something that is a necessity. We must eat to survive. And then because we are rational creatures, given grace, we elevate that. It's not just about feeding the body; it's about elevating the soul. It's about elevating the mind,
1: and this is where I think the you know the hipster culture, the foodie culture, they they have an, an element of natural virtue. To what they're what they're all about, right? Because these these folks are all into the quality of the food, the taste, yep. Yep. The, the preparation, On a level, yep. the um, you know exploring the different flavors and and the different ethnic traditions and all these things. But if you can unite that, if you can baptize that, and make it Catholic and bring that to your table and make it a family affair, then I think you really got something. So let's, let's talk. Let's get down to the brass tacks. Practically
0: how we can improve this in our family lives. I see three qualities that we should really present to our listeners about how to improve this experience. One is quality. Another is presentation. So quality of the food, presentation and conversation. Ben, how can we focus and hone in
2: on the quality of a meal? So I'm so glad you asked that because uh, in this day and age, if you're invited to someone's home and they've actually taken the time to prepare something by, you know, completely from scratch, it's astounding. So not Postmates. Yeah. <laughs> not Uber Eats. <laughs>
1: Not it didn't arrive home.
2: in a bag. It ended up in a styrofoam <laughs> container in the microwave. Yeah, uh, no. Um, if they prepared something for a scratch, it really does mean something. There's a, there's a huge amount of time, effort, and also study. And it's laughable that study would be involved in the creation of food at this day and age. But yes, um, it's not something that's passed down. Unfortunately, in this day and age, from generation to generation, you do have to look up how to create a good meal. Whether it's you know a red sauce and pasta, or whether it's you know chicken cordon bleu or or whatever it might be the fact that study was involved and you did that for your guests it means something and uh, now more than ever and so just the mere fact that you've taken the time to prepare a meal that required a recipe that required fresh ingredients and it took time and planning and effort that's enough but that is the lowest common denominator you know, considering what was the norm, you know, 50, 60, 70, even a hundred years ago, you know, that's a one course meal. If you look at what our great, great grandparents had, we're looking at a several course meal. We're looking at something that was completely understood and expected. Um, and, uh, it was the norm. And so, you know, obviously we've got a lot of homework to do and it begins with each and every one of us, but, uh, there is, there's is something so important in the communication of charity, especially for gas, especially for family. And it, it takes it takes effort, it takes training, it takes time. No oh, certainly.
0: And one one aspect, right? Just taste. We live hmm. in a processed food society. Oh, so sad. We don't really know what real food is supposed to taste oh. like. Satis- you go to Taco Bell, right, and it's just like <laughs> oh, we've got pre-digested oh, a
2: example, grade D. Wow, beef. and I've been there, right, and I've been there. Right. Yes. No, we I all know exactly that. what this tastes well, like. Yes,
1: yeah, I yeah, know exactly. Absolutely. I'm not saying I don't. I, no, I, I mean, have yeah, fourth exactly. meal is a thing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: gosh, it's so true. It's so humiliating,
1: but it's so true. <laughs>
0: but but it, 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 it's grade D pre-processed beef, and we don't even know what real beef is supposed
1: to taste like. I think there's a resurgence, though.
0: There there is, there is, again, but like you were saying with regards to the hipster thing, it's more about the fact that it just came from... It's reactionary. It's reactionary. We We all grew up with
2: casseroles, okay? If you didn't get this recipe off the back of a can of Hamburger helper. No. Yeah.
1: No, but here's the thing. A lot of us between the ages of 20 and 40... We were raised in a culture of um, science convenience because science makes a better life, right? Uh, right, right, and packaged foods and, and all. But all of us are with all these first world diseases and first world problems associated with our diet. Test of then I think a lot of people are saying, look, let's get back to, you have farm to table, sure. you have organic, you have non-GMO, you have all these movements, all these people. And they have good intentions, I think, of Absolutely, these people yeah. who want to get closer to the natural form of food and the natural it, taste Even of if food. it's just health right. is, is their main right, motivation. Right, right. Of course, health is health is their motivation. Right, yeah. And of course, and and we don't want to worship at the altar of good health. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to
0: worship at the at the god of of nature. It's right. God. God gave us nature. God gave us these good, healthy things for us to eat, and we should be able to again, uh, like we've talked about in a previous episode, that we're supposed to multiply those gifts that God has given us. Yeah. So let's get, bring some spice to the table. Take these good wholesome things that God has given us and give some spice to it give some flavor to it give a, a, an interpretation or an expression
1: of of that right ideally something that reflects your <coughs> ideally something that reflects you know your family heritage too i mean there is there there is a sense in america we don't really have a sense of this but Elsewhere in the world there is a sense of regionalism. There are and and even living the year liturgically and living the year seasonally, eating seasonally. We don't we don't eat seasonally anymore. We don't say, hey, you know, strawberries are in season. <laughs> strawberries in December. Yeah. what I Yeah, that's right.
0: thinking. yeah <laughs> exactly.
1: Because oh, we have actually we can yep. have whatever we want. Yep.
2: At I the push of a January. button, it's true. almost.
1: Yep. It's true, and so we are totally disconnected from the natural rhythm of the seasonality of nature. Absolutely,
0: cherries, cherries. That's still. I mean,
1: you can still pretty
0: much only get maraschino cherries in every in you know in the off season, right? But I, I live. For that one month where they're fresh bean cherries from Washington state. I, I just do. I'm sorry. <laughs> side, side point. It's but true. It, yeah. But I mean, here's, here's the thing, right there. Like Ben was referring to courses, even just having a couple of courses where you're going to experience this progression of literally the tongue the the tongue is composed in in, in different ways and it, it tastes sweets and salts etc um savory etc ben's mouthing savory to me right now i, I had was, to i'm sorry i'm, I'm, I'm gonna off, say I'm off. i was literally missed a, one but that was a phone a friend the, the sweet the salty the savory right there's a progression of this there, there's actually there's a real psychology behind this this gets people in a rhythm. This gets people in a mood, right? That's going to push us towards our
1: next point, which is about presentation. That is, that's all about it, right? Yeah. Present. So when you talk about presentation, this isn't some highfalutin concept where you go to the, one of these super expensive restaurants and their presentation of the food is, you know, three bites that you're overpaying for.
2: I think there's an example here that could be used. And um, when we talk about presentation and we talk about the quality of the food that's being presented and we talk about charity that's being expressed, presentation is intention. Sure, you can put a great meal in a casserole bowl, but how much intention is there when you wrap a present for someone? Well, first of all, if you don't wrap it at all, how much intention is involved? But if you wrap it poorly and there's no bow, how much intention is involved? If you very carefully present this this delicious meal to someone on a plate, obviously
1: there's more care involved. There's more love that's being expressed and it's more work. It's more work. If you just if you take the pan straight from the stovetop to the table, to communi- that's, that's easy. It's easy to do that. Your fish sticks are going to be the same, anyway. But but clean up. Wow, (laughs) that (laughs) laugh was so (laughs) hearty. I just just heard the fish sticks thing. Wow. Yeah, Uh, but no, but 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 seriously though, it's a lot more work to use serving
2: but you're communicating
1: conditions. a reality that is so worthwhile.
2: You're telling the kids, you're telling the guests, even if they're no kids, all right? You're you you know, you're a newlywed couple, you're having someone over, special special silverware, special plates, special bowls, the time it takes to prepare each course. You are communicating something so profound to them. You are telling them you're worth more than fast food you're more, you're worth more than a simple course that we've reheated from from some restaurant you know we've taken the time to prepare something we've taken the time to serve it to you and we've we've done so we've we've done our best to present it to you in the best possible manner and this this varies widely you know depending on you know what you can afford and what you can do regardless but this is
1: what separates us from the animals i mean the closer you are to consuming your food hmm. as it was hmm. in nature, the more like an animal that is. The only distinction is sushi.
2: I need to say that right now. Okay. Because sushi is beautifully presented, but it, it is raw.
0: I've just got to say, Mike, my dog cannot cut
2: sushi like they do at our favorite restaurant. Obviously, yeah, sushi. Even though it's not cooked, there is still a beautiful ceremony and, in fact, a ritual that's involved with the preparation absolutely.
1: and the presentation. Oh, absolutely. When we lived in Japan, my wife took an entire class on how to roll sushi. I mean, it was a, it was a whole thing. First of all, you you don't use regular rice; you use a special kind of rice, and there is a whole ritual involved in in preparing the sushi rolls, and there is a dignity to that meal, so it's. I mean, it's, so what we're saying, I, I at least what I'm saying, is, look, just because the fish is raw, that doesn't make you an animal. Okay, we're not saying you're, no, no, you're no. biting. Right. There's into a beautiful a raw amount,
2: fish. amount of ritual that's involved. Yeah, and certainly, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a different ritual, but it's it's still a ritual right. that's involved, and, <laughs> and, and there's a lot of right. care that goes into the preparation of that meal. Absolutely, and in scripture,
0: even. Beckons towards us in this regard, right? The Jews took such offense that Christ, the Jews took such great offense at the fact that Christ was taking a meal with the sinners.
2: This is a ritual. This, this
0: is a, okay, uh, yeah, a right. sacred So Speaking of the value of yeah.
2: meals, yeah. right. the yeah. fact that he took one with sinners speaks to the value in general. Absolutely. This okay. is, this is yeah. sacred. This, yeah. You, you, you had to sit down and engage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that
1: he would be conversing. I mean, to your third point that exactly. he would be conversing with these people, because especially in ancient times, the amount of time that went into just sustenance. I mean, today we don't even think about it, right? Cause everything is so fast and we don't have to spend a lot of time. A, a big percentage of our day doesn't have to go to preparation of food. If, if we don't want it to, but but in ancient times, a big part of your day was planning what you were going to eat. Absolutely. So that it would facilitate that intimate moment together. And so our Lord Jesus Christ was spending an intimate moment with <gasps> with sinners, mm-hmm. with prostitutes and tax collectors. If you, th- if I mean,
0: you, if you think of the Mass that the, uh, with regards to what it takes to have a valid Mass right is to say the priest to say this is my body and this is my blood this is this is the requirement right that 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 we learn in theology of what it takes to, to to have a valid mass but you ask well why is there so much lead lead up into that that moment in which Christ's body and blood is is consecrated this this is part of that in when, when we compare this to a meal as an analogy, that the presentation and the 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 um, quality that is in this ceremony that is being prepared is so important leading up to this communion that we have with Christ, this conversation that we have with Christ, that. Everything builds up to this moment. This is about prayer, and this is about meditation. Exactly. So,
2: obviously, we have the example of Christ in the Last Supper, elevating these things which he saw already existing out of charity, taking them to a supernatural level, to the level of the sacrifice of the Mass and transubstantiation, where bread and wine became the body and blood of our Lord, and this, to be honest, this, this should be enough for Catholics to, to emphasize the importance of the family meal. The fact that Christ found it sufficient in goodness to be elevated to the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, uh, that, that should be enough. But it's also, it's just, it's just something to consider. If you're not giving, you know, the example of familial charity— whether it's between husband and wife or it's between father and son or father and daughter or mother and son and mother and daughter, you know, where are they going to find that example if not outside the family meal? So we may have started this conversation, you know, kind of in a, in a, in a joking way. And we're talking about food, which is something that is, is pretty common, but we're not just talking about food. We're talking about the expression of charity that a family shares on a day to day basis. And through the days and through the years, that effect is profound, not only on the parents, but also on the children and upon their children and upon their children. And that example that's set now will be felt for generations
1: to come. Let's find the time to reconvene as a family, let's find the time to prepare a meal that dignifies the time spent together. Let's find the time to converse with each other, to share our experiences and our thoughts and our hopes and our dreams. Let's find the time to set the table in a way that, that reflects the dignity of being together, of the family, of the basic building block of society. Let's, let's find the time.